Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the Welcome phone. Welcome in, everybody. Episode Here. 73 of the podcast of Streaming America. Their tour sports podcast presented. Bye, bet Fred Sportsbook. It is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. Cannot believe it's game month. We got a full month ahead of college football preview stuff. But the focus of today's show is mostly everything we have discussed over the last couple of weeks. We'll open with the latest in the Big 12 and the Pac-12. I know everybody's tired of it, but the Pac-12 has a meeting on Tuesday it did not go well. I don't think this future, I don't think this 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 conference has very much of a future behind it. And then from there, we'll take a quick break. How about this? A little bit of a basketball topic here in early August, late July, whatever you want to call it. As on Tuesday, Kentucky Hoops gets a commitment from a 7-2 international superstar on NBA team's radars, John Calipari. Credit where it's due, man. Cannot believe that he pulled off what he pulled off with this roster as Kentucky adds what should be its final piece, and I would argue one of its most important. So we got a busy show. College football is coming. Should mention, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the college football betting show, we're rolling out conference previews over there. Apple, Spotify, YouTube channel. Go ahead, college football betting with Aaron Torres. Uh, So we got a lot of college football stuff going on over there. We will get going with the season preview stuff over the next couple weeks. But today the focus is on the topic that we have discussed quite a bit. And so with that said, let's not waste any more time and let's get to the topic of the day. And as I said on Monday's show, the topic of the day is really bluntly the topic of the moment here in college sports. That is because really over the last three, four weeks, we have talked more than anything about the Pac-12's future and how the Big 12 fits in. Specifically, the last week, it's like been nonstop, wall-to-wall. Every day, there are new narratives and twists to this story. On Thursday, Colorado officially left. We talked about that. On Friday, we talked about who was going to be next for the Big 12. Could the Pac-12 survive? And on Monday's show, I did think that there was some updates from the weekend that were worth mentioning, including a new program maybe stepping to the forefront as the possible favorite 
to land next in the Big 12. So it's been a crazy few weeks in the Big 12, Pac-12 stuff. And on Monday night into Tuesday, we got a new twist. That is because on Monday, we find out that Tuesday morning, the commissioner is finally being called to the carpet. Pac-12 commissioner George Klyovkov basically is peer pressured, gets his arm twisted into presenting details on this TV contract to the now nine remaining schools in the Pac-12. Remember, this is the guy that through the media for literally months now has put out the narrative, we're two weeks away, it's coming, we're here, we're good, we're going to be fine. At Pac-12 Media Day two Fridays ago, literally 11 days ago, He said, we're waiting, we're calm, everything's good, nobody else is leaving this conference. Well, Colorado leaves, and what Tuesday's meeting meant to me, it became clear to me that these schools are increasingly tired of getting the the, the runaround. They want details, they want facts, they want numbers on a piece of paper, and that's what Tuesday was about. Here's the bad thing if you're a Pac-12, you know, nostalgist, if you will. If you're Bill Walton and you're dreaming about the glory days of the Conference of Champions, Tuesday was not a good day for you because we got details on that Pac-12 contract. And essentially, none of them were really surprising, but they are disappointing if you hope to keep this conference in the future. That was because on Tuesday, what we know right now about the Pac-12 TV deal is pretty straightforward. It is that right now, it is a mostly all streaming uh, TV deal. So no linear TV. For those of you who are not TV nerds or whatever, that means no ESPN, no NBC, no Fox, no CBS. Uh, It is mostly a streaming deal with Apple TV. The guaranteed money is significantly less than any of the four remaining power conferences. Remember, George Klyovkov, the commissioner months ago, said that he expected the Pac-12's numbers to be on par with or eclipse The Big 12, which got about $31 million per year. This sounds more in the neighborhood of $20 million. So we're talking about 33% less than what even the other power conferences are getting that aren't the SEC and the Big 10. ACC is around 35, 36. Big 12 around 31. The Pac-12 is at 20 or so. And of course, there are escalators where because it is streaming, if the Pac-12 can get people to sign up for the service, in this case, Apple TV, then the TV deal would increase exponentially. Basically, the more people you get signed up, the more money goes into the pot for the Pac-12. So those were the details that came out on Tuesday. And let me just be blunt. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's not wait 15 minutes to get to the point. That presentation is not going to be good enough And I would be worried if I was one of the Pac-12 schools that probably is on the outside looking in. I don't think it's good enough. I don't think it stops other schools from leaving. And to me right now, the question becomes when, not if. Now, in terms of why it's so bad, it's all obvious, but let's just spend a minute or two kind of breaking it down. First of all, the Pac-12 would be making a major leap by becoming the first conference to essentially go streaming only, right? And this is a big debate conversation in the world of sports because we have seen some leagues and conferences decide to go streaming on a partial basis. 
The NFL has the Amazon package. Uh, Major League Baseball, I believe, is on Apple TV. I'm not a baseball guy, so forgive me. Really, outside of the MLS, no mainstream sports property has gone exclusively to streaming. And so the Pac-12 would be the first. And I don't know that any conference really, truly has the desire to be the first. Keep in mind, when the Big Ten was negotiating last year, there was talk of a streaming-only deal there. And the Big Ten presidents basically said, no, 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 no. We want to be on CBS. We want to be on Fox. We want to be on NBC. Get us to the big boys. Get us the most money. The Big Ten was able to do that. The Pac-12 clearly, as of right now, has not been able to. To me, though, you know what the bigger issue is? You could probably guess. It's not just that you're taking a chance on streaming. It's not just that you have to start decreased exposure, right? Because, listen, bluntly, I don't know that at 1130 at night, college football fans on the East Coast are going to be fiddling with their iPads to try to figure out how to pull up the Oregon-Arizona State game. I don't think it's going to happen, but here's the bigger concern, is that it's not just that it's a streaming-heavy, if not streaming-only package. It's that it's a streaming-only package for significantly less money. And so my understanding of all these negotiations, my understanding of why schools like Arizona have been patient is because they want to see what's out there, but they want, I think in in the their heart of hearts, all of these schools, even Colorado, who already left, I think in Colorado's heart of heart, they wanted to stay, but it was either going to be you give up a little bit of exposure or a little bit of money, but not both. And you're going to have to give up both as of right now, as of this second, to accept this TV deal. And to be blunt, I think this is the biggest mistake that George Klyovkov, the commissioner, has made in this whole process. He's made many. But if you remember, when the Big 12 got their TV deal done a year or so ago, Klyovkov publicly said, I think we're about to get about the same money as the Big 12. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. So now you've set the bar of expectation for your then 10 schools. Now it's nine. Who knows how many will be left by the time I'm done with this segment. You've set the bar at, we got to get the same money as everybody else, or we got to start looking at other options. And so it cracks me up because listen, I listen, I'm a business owner. Okay. I don't know if I'm good at it. I learn every day, but one thing about business, what is the first principle of business over deliver, undersell and over deliver, right? Undersell and over deliver, give whatever, you know what undersell and over deliver is. The Pac-12 commissioner, publicly, a guy that's paid millions of dollars to be the face of a major conference, if we could still call it that, basically did the opposite. He oversold and very clearly underdelivered. And so again, I think if it was up to these nine schools, if the money was pretty much on par with the Big 12, even if it was just a little bit less exposure, I think they probably would stay. But now you're asking them less exposure less money and you still want them to stay that's a tough sell and it's a tough sell of oh by the way if we get subscribers your money goes up listen we've all been part of something like that like i said i'm the owner of the aaron torres pod and aaron torres media i get pitched stuff all the time hey come let's how about you promote our product and if you sell this many or you get this many signups you get this much I said, no, no, I want, like, I. if you want to advertise with me, let's advertise. If you want to play ball, if you believe in me, you believe in me. And now you're asking 
and forget me as a as a as a business owner. You're asking a Pac-12 AD, a Pac-12 school president in charge of hundreds of millions of dollars in terms of budget and revenue and this and that. You're asking them, hey, take the low ball offer and then let's let's work on commission from there. Don't think it's going to fly. And lastly, it's especially not going to fly with this particular group of nine schools. And here's why. Part of the reason among the many, 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 many reasons that the Pac-12 is in this position is because they took the same deal a decade ago. If you remember the previous league commissioner, his name was Larry Scott. He was incompetent. Don't get me wrong. He was really bad. But he sold the schools on, hey, take less money up front. We're going to start this thing called the Pac-12 Network. It's going to be a cash cow. It's going to be a gold mine. You guys are going to be swimming in cash. Going to be, what is it, Donald Duck? Is that what it is? Swimming through the gold coins? That's what was sold to this conference 10 years ago. And now you're going to convince them to take the same deal, different partner? I don't think so. And so because of it, I just think this is the this is now the 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 passageway for more schools to leave. Now remember, not everyone's going to get an invite. That is something that's worth noting here. If you're Washington State or you're Oregon State, you better pray upon prayer that this does not end, you know, that 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 Oregon and Washington and Arizona somehow decide to take this deal. But I I don't see how you can. I don't see how if you are Arizona school president how in good faith, who, by the way, by the way, think about Arizona school president. He is a guy that does care about athletics. We've talked so much on this show, school presidents. Most of them are academics. They have little uh, jackets with patches on them. They push up their little, their, their little glasses like this. No offense to anyone who wears glasses, by the way, but they're, they're, you know, they're, they're academics. They don't care about sports. The president of Arizona, Robbins, his name's last name, Dr. Robbins. He cares about sports. And so he knows he can't take less money to stay in a dying conference. As I had a buddy in Arizona tell me on Tuesday, if they stay in the Pac-12 at the offer that was given to them, the whole city will revolt. And so in terms of what's next, listen, everyone's going to play it cool. Everyone's going to say the right things. Arizona had a board of regents meeting on Tuesday night and everyone's going to say the right things. Oh, we're going to, evaluate this and we'll see what the next meeting is. And apparently there's another meeting set for the PAC 12, but I'm here to tell you, I I don't really think anything changed. I think Arizona knows it's got to protect its school, protect its brand, protect its basketball program, protect its future in college athletics. And I think when push comes to shove, they are going to go to the big 12. Now, because they got this contract put in front of them, is it possible that maybe they stay a little bit longer than they planned? I suppose, but I don't think this is the thing that is going to keep them. As a matter of fact, I think it's actually the exact opposite. I think this is actually the thing that is going to officially push them out of the Pac-12. Again, you can't sell it to your constituents. From there, it's pretty much everything that we've talked about on this show the last couple of weeks. It really comes down to what is the future of everybody else? Does the Big 12 stay at 14 or 16 teams? Because that's kind of the future there, right? Um, I will tell you, I have seen every report out there that seems to indicate that it's going to be Arizona and the corner schools. In other words, Arizona and Colorado have Colorado's left. 
Arizona, I believe, is on the way out. And the buzz is Arizona State and Utah are next. I can tell you I haven't talked to anybody actually that is involved in this stuff that actually believes that's the case, okay? I don't know if that definitively means that the Big 12 stays at 14. And I certainly think if Arizona goes, they want Arizona State. They're going to push for Arizona State, but they're not tied at the hip. And I'm told the Big 12 essentially has no interest in Arizona State. Utah's kind of the same deal. Utah, because they were one of the last teams in, is weirdly loyal to the Pac-12. I'm not sure that they want to go to the Big 12 because BYU is there, and I'm not sure Big BYU wants them. Now, I don't know that BYU can do anything to stop them. Um, if Texas A&M couldn't stop Texas from coming to the SEC, I don't know that BYU has much of a leg to stand on in year one in the Big 12. But I have not heard from anybody that I trust outside of reading mainstream reports online that those two other corner schools are really that in play. Now, keep in mind with the media. It's a copycat world. I always tell you the truth. If I don't have the truth, if I if, if I see something somewhere, I'll tell you I saw it somewhere else. But I do think sometimes in the media, people tend to talk to the same person or two and get the same message or somebody wants to make sure their message lines up with everybody else's. So I'm seeing all these reports that say it's the four corner schools. They go to 16. I, as of Tuesday, I don't know that that's true to be the case. So we'll see. If they stop at 14, that's one thing. If they go to 16, is it those corner schools? I haven't heard that that's the case. Is it Washington and Oregon? We've talked about them. I was talking to a realignment uh, contact source, if you will, earlier today. I don't know what the hell Oregon and Washington are doing, man, because they, they're, they're Washington and Oregon really quickly. They're like the poker player. Like you're holding the best hand and they are, they keep check raising you. And you're like, do they know something I don't? Is there something better than a straight flush that you could have? Because I have a straight flush, and I'm very confused as to why they keep raising me here in this poker game. That's how Washington and Oregon are operating. Now, I think in their heart of hearts, they still think a Big Ten invite is coming. I have said from day one, if the Big Ten wanted them, the Big Ten would have offered them with USC and UCLA. Now, again, maybe a new conference commissioner in in the Big Ten Maybe they can convince their school presidents to take those two. But as of right now, I'm not sold they are. So maybe they do look at the Big 12. And then if not, is it UConn? Is it somebody else? Do they stay at 14? That remains to be seen. But the big thing that I would say, probably my biggest takeaway from Tuesday, I just didn't see anything from the Pac-12 that has me convinced that the deal that was presented to them on Tuesday is good enough to keep everybody together. All right, so what I want to do, take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to talk a little, how about this, college hoops, August recruiting, Kentucky, seven-footer. I'm blown away. Quick break, discuss that next. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're going to get back to the show in a minute. But before we do... I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook and the Betfred Sportsbook app. By now, you know Betfred Story started in 1967 in the UK, over a thousand shops in the UK, and they have now come to the United States and made a major splash. They are the presenting sponsor of not only all things Aaron Torres Media, but the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals. And what I love about Betfred, Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred does. I've been telling you that for a year. We have sent listeners of the Aaron Torres pod to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. The Betfred suite at Cincinnati Bengals games is rocking. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitch at the Colorado Rockies games. Nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. And here is what they are doing for you right now. How about this? Bet $50 on any game. Get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app. Bet 50 bucks on anything you want to bet on. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, you get up to $200 in insurance for your first five weeks as a Betfred customer, totaling $1,111 in free bets. I've told you for a year, nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. They're the only book that I bet with. And I want to thank Betfred for being our presenting sponsor. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Uh, so let me say this. It's not often that in late July, early August, this time of the year, uh, we get marquee, major, important recruiting news. 
when it comes to major college basketball and, and, and players that are going to enroll and play the coming season. But we got some in the recent days and in the recent moments as I'm recording kind of in real time here. But a, a team that, to even backtrack, a team that we have talked about quite a bit over the last month or so, it is the Kentucky Wildcats, right? Because Kentucky played in that international tournament, the Global Jam. They represented Team USA. It was the Kentucky roster. They went 4-0. They won the thing, won a gold medal. They looked awesome. But if you watch the games, what became abundantly clear watching is that Kentucky star freshman Aaron Bradshaw is out with an injury. He's a big man, about 6'10", 6'11". Uh, and then their, 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 their only other true seven-footer, Ugana Onyenso, he went down with an injury at the event and did not play. We find out after that he needed surgery. And so if you watch Kentucky, he sat there and said, I really like this team, multiple guards that are probably first-round picks. They look really good. But against the bigger teams in that tournament, you could see, like, they just did not have enough really big bodies. Trey Mitchell, the six-foot-nine transfer from West Virginia, was phenomenal. But, you know, you get into the SEC against the Tennessees of the world, the Arkansas of the world. You obviously open against Kansas in the Champions Classic. You need more big bodies than hoping to get back two guys that just underwent surgery in the last month or so. And so I bring it up because in recent days, as I just said, Kentucky got some very interesting, very interesting recruiting news as they just received a commitment. And I'm going to trip over the name, so forgive me. Zavonavir Ivisevich, Zavonavir Ivisevich, a seven foot two center from Croatia, has committed to the University of Kentucky. And I just got to do this. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm giving a little bit of a golf clap to John Calipari. This was a guy I was critical of in April, May. He just added a seven foot two guy out of nowhere over these last couple days to fill a hole and complete a roster that I think is excellent going into this year now in terms of the player let me say this it's one thing to get a seven footer this late it's good you need big bodies whatever make no mistake Zavonimir Ivisevich this kid can play seven foot two but super skilled played in the Adriatic League overseas uh you know played in the, the one of the FIBA tournaments averaged I think it was like 12 13 14 points a game very skilled five out center uh, a guy that can put the ball on the floor, a guy that can shoot threes, a guy that can protect the rim on both ends of the court. He is very much a new age center and has played excellent, again, in international competition. As a matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. Not just playing well in international competition. How about this? He is on the radar of NBA teams. He is a guy who has gone through the NBA draft process both in 2022 and 2023, decided to withdraw and go back overseas. But this is a guy NBA teams know about. This is an NBA-level talent that Kentucky just added to its roster in a pinch in late July, early August. You cannot emphasize enough what a home run this is this late in the process, specifically at a position of need. And when I look at this kid, two things stand out. One, it is, in fact, a position of need. I just talked about it, is I really like this Kentucky team. And even, oh, by the way, even when I was critical, I thought some people were underselling Kentucky because of the fact uh, that they didn't hit the portal hard and not acknowledging they had probably three future first-round lottery-type talents in the 2023 recruiting class. DJ Wagner, Aaron Bradshaw, who I just mentioned, is hurt. Um 
And of course, Justin Edwards as well, who might be the best NBA prospect out of all of them. But at the same time, the one thing they were lacking post Toronto, post this trip to the global jam was a marquee low post guy, but not the traditional low post guy, but, but, but a seven footer, a guy that can protect the rim, a guy that can rebound, a guy that can, can handle anything down low. What I really like about him though, as it pertains to Kentucky is the fact that he isn't a stiff. He fits in with what the other players on this roster can do. And if you watch Kentucky in their overseas trip to Toronto, I guess it's not technically overseas because they just drove across the border or flew across the border. But if you watch them in Toronto, what you saw was a team with guards that can get in the lane with pretty much five guys on the floor, including Trey Mitchell, who played center on that trip that can all hit threes. And so the one thing that you do not want to do is bring in just a seven-footer that's going to clog the lane, low post, you know, uh, 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 back to the basket. Old, that's not what you want with this particular group. So to get a player that can play five out, that can stretch the floor, that can do all the things that all your other guys can do, I can't emphasize this enough. I love it. By the way, from the player's perspective, from Zavanovir Ivisevich's perspective, love it from his perspective as well. This is a guy that has NBA dreams and NBA aspirations. And when I look at the situation that he has been in overseas, he's been very successful. But for whatever reason, NBA teams want to see more. Well, what better place come beyond the biggest stage, as I said, Game one, you'll probably be playing against Hunter Dickinson, assuming eligibility, which we'll talk about momentarily. You're going to be on the biggest stage, big games, big moments. Everybody's going to get a chance to see you. It's like any other recruit from any other pocket of the globe, whether it's uh, Texas, New York City, wherever. You want to be on the, you want to prove you're an NBA player. There's no better place to do it than Kentucky. So I like it from his perspective. He said, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to prove it. And I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do. And oh, by the way, I think he found a nice spot for him with NBA caliber guards that he is going to play with. Beyond that, what I would also say, a couple other things stand out. Now, what to expect from him going forward? A couple things are worth noting. One, I just mentioned eligibility, and I've seen conflicting things about his eligibility. Uh, I know Kentucky fans have a little bit of PS uh, uh, PTSD, excuse me, from the Ennis Cantor situation from a decade ago. By the way, Ennis Cantor came on this podcast about three, four years ago uh, and talked about that. So the bottom line is, is that I get any Kentucky fans saying, oh, he's not going to get eligible. I do think the NCA, we can criticize them for a lot. It does seem as though they are much more willing to work with international players now. You don't have to be a kid that was either born in the States or played high school in the States. Gonzaga for years has had an international pipeline. Arizona the last couple of years has had an international pipeline. But that's also the thing that I think is worth noting. Assuming he gets eligible, and I don't think there should be that much concern, there probably will be an acclimation project, uh, an acclimation period, excuse me. I remember talking to somebody close to that Arizona program here over the last probably year or so, Tommy Lloyd, they obviously bring in all sorts of international kids, and sometimes it just takes a while to get used to being in the States, to get used to playing college basketball, to get used to the different rules in college basketball versus the international game, school, all that good stuff. And so I do think it'll take time. I don't think it'll be an overnight thing, but again, a talent and a player. Um, and I just, I really like the fit. I really like the timing. And lastly, let me say this. 
And I think it goes without saying. Now, you don't have to rush back the two big guys that got hurt in the spring. Aaron Bradshaw underwent surgery in, I think it was what, late June, early July, something like that. He's an NBA draft prospect. You want him to play. You hope he plays. But now you don't really have to worry about getting him back for the start of the season or this or that. You can put his health first. Agana and Yenso, same thing. Foot injury. We don't know when he's going to be back. Not saying you don't want them back, but you don't have to worry in the manner in which you did over the last couple weeks. Now you got a big body and you can know we got a true seven footer that we're ready to go in game one. And again, there's the acclimation period. He's got to put on some weight. I get all that. But an NBA level talent, I don't want to say fell into your lap because this was great recruiting. This was great evaluation. This was great closing, all that good stuff. Finally, let me give Coach Cal a little credit on one other thing. I do think this is the summer, and I give him a lot of credit. I think he's taken back his program. What do I mean by that? Over the last couple of years, listen, Cal, when he got to Kentucky in, in the spring of 2009, he said, we're a player's program. We're always going to put, put the players first. And it's great to put the players first. And I'm not saying you shouldn't put players first. Put their health first, their safety first, their mental health first, all that good stuff. But I do think there is a time where you can maybe put the players too much ahead and give them too much leeway and give them too much freedom and give them too much of, of the rope, right? The proverbial rope. And I think that's happened the last few years through no fault of Coach Calzone. But you recruit high-profile players. They have a lot of people in their ears. They're trying to get to the NBA and what ends up happening. There's been a lot of chaos behind the scenes the last couple of years in Kentucky. The Shade and Sharp deal, again, top player in the class of 2022, reclassified, comes to Kentucky. Oh, I'm going to be there for next season. Ends up sneaking out the side door thanks to an adult in his life. The late Terrence Clark. You hate to be critical, but it, there was a weird injury that nobody could figure out for weeks on end, months on end. I'll never forget John Calipari going to the podium and said, our doctors say he's fine. I don't know what to tell you. And so why I bring that up is because the Aaron Bradshaw situation, this was Coach Cal, I think over the last two months or three months, kind of saying, no, this is my basketball program. And we want you to be part of it. And we want you to do what's best. Like, like, and let me even backtrack. I don't think it's an Aaron Bradshaw thing, but I think it's the adults in his life. It's clutch sports, his agency that I do think is kind of trying to manipulate. And well, you know, he's kind of hurt and we're not going to rush him back and this and that. And we've talked about it. Like, like I think if clutch had their druthers, he would never play for Kentucky. And so I'm not, and by the way, I'm not saying that's right. I, I'm not trying to be rude, but we've seen that not work out for other players. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to be disrespectful. Now, sometimes it has, like with Shaden Sharp. But I just bring it up very simply to say, this to me feels like Coach Cal taking back this program, saying, Aaron, we want you. Aaron, we think you kind of need us. But we're not going to be beholden to you. We're not going to be sitting there day after day waiting. Are you ready? Are you not? Are you this? Are you that? If you're healthy to come back, we want you. But if you got a million years in people in your ear, if you got people saying you shouldn't be playing, well, guess what? We're going to move on without you, and we got reinforcements without you. So that's not an Aaron Bradshaw disrespect. Um, but again, there's a, when there's millions of dollars at stake for these young basketball players, there's a lot of people in their ears trying to get them to do stuff. And so what I love about this from John Calipari's perspective is that he basically took back his program and said, you know what? We're not going to be beholden to any one player to quote, to quote John Calipari from, uh, many, many, uh, midnight madnesses ago, big blue madnesses ago. We're not going to be beholden by any player. Let's ball. 
All right, I think that's it for this episode of the Air Tour Sports Podcast. Quick show, fun show, busy show. A lot of ground covered here on a Wednesday. If you're not subscribed to the show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you're subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Give us a quick five stars. If you want to, go ahead, leave a little rating, leave a little review. Talk about how much you love Torres and this show and everything we do. Uh, Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. Also remember the college football betting show. We have done previews of the SEC East, the SEC West, the Big Ten East, Big Ten West coming later this week. College football betting with Aaron Torres. Uh, you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and we have a separate YouTube channel for that as well. So we're rolling out the college football content. We're covering all the mainstream stuff. But with that said, I do think it is time for me to get out of here. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick. You have that unblock me, bro. I'll be back on Friday. New episode. Aaron Torres Pop. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.